and welcome back to Manic and Medicated with your host, Carissa. Today is going to be Storytime Saturday. If you didn't know, we are podcasting every single day this month. And today I wanted to kind of talk about a story I've never, ever, ever talked about on the podcast. I've never talked about it with any of my friends. Have you ever done something in your life, in your earlier life, like, while you are a person that you don't even associate with anymore, like this this person, it, it's you, obviously, like you did it, but you did something in your early years and now you're older and you're looking back and you're like, how did I not die? How did I not get murdered? Why did I do this thing? I just want you to know if you're younger and you're listening to this, this is not something I ever want you to do. I might be laughing throughout this. I might make jokes about it because, I mean, I didn't get murdered, but it's not funny. At the end of the day, it's really not. And I'm laughing and I shouldn't be, but don't do these things because you're playing with fire when you put yourself in these positions. And I honestly, I think a lot of the times when we do things that are very adrenaline rushy. Um, We come from places of not really thinking clearly about what we're doing. It comes from a place of very low self-esteem. And I think because my self-esteem was so low at this point in my life, I just truly was like, I mean, I just want somebody to like me. I just want somebody to accept me. So don't listen to what I'm about to say and be like, oh my God, like I'm gonna, I'm gonna do it because like it turned out good for her. Like, no, don't. Because you could get raped, you could get murdered, you could, terrible things could happen. But now that that's over with, let's get into the story. You know, people in their early 20s, they do crazy shit. We, sometimes we do online dating because we're bored. So there was one night I was alone scrolling through, I want to say it was either Tinder or Bumble. And I come upon this guy and he was a redhead. And I, at the time, and I still kind of am like obsessed with redheads. I think redheads are like the superior race. And I am a brunette with hazel eyes. So it's not like I'm in the club of redheads. I just really love redheads. So I was just kind of like, hmm, this guy's really hot. He kind of gave, like, Conor McGregor vibes. He was very cut, very chiseled. He looked like a fighter. He had red hair, like I said before. He had tattoos everywhere. And I was like, oh, my God. I'm like, what should we name him? Because, honestly, I don't remember his name. I will call him Sam. So... Me and Sam are talking. He seems pretty cool. And it's late at night. And he's like, do you want to hang out? And I was like, in my brain, like, "Mm, this probably is not a good idea. It's not a good idea. He's like, I live in such and such town. It was about like three towns away from me. So I was like, all right, like, what do you want to do? He's like, you want to come to my house? And we're like, we can watch a movie and like, you can sleep here if you want because it's late. And I was like, okay. Like, why? In what reality is this okay? But like I said before, very low self-esteem. This was the version of me that was like, I don't give a fuck whether or not I live or die. So like, whatever. So I, (laughs) first off, I drive to his house and I realized he lives in an apartment complex. Nothing wrong with that. But it was, um, 
It was kind of like one of those complexes where you could tell it was like Section 8 and was connected to like another house maybe. Again, nothing wrong with that. But there are nice Section 8 housings and then there's like not so nice ones. This was not a nice one. This was not that nice. So he comes out. He's shirtless. He's in gray sweatpants. His junk is just flying all around the place. And I'm like, what the hell is going on? Barefoot. It's very late at night. You know when, like, the grass is wet when you're walking around, like, a barefoot on it because it's, like, dewy from, like, condensation? Like, that's how it was. He's just walking around on it. I'm like, okay, it's weird. What if there's dog shit in the grass? Like, whatever. And he's like, hi, how are you? He seems pretty normal. We we hug. And I'm like, this this could be an axe murderer. I I walk with him. So we get to the front of the house, and he's like, oh, so we're going to go around back. And I was like... Uh, okay. And there's no lights. There's no lights outside. There's no, like, even as I'm telling this story, I'm like, why would you do this? Again, low self-esteem. So we walk around the house, no outside lights. I am trying to use my phone and he's just like, no, don't like, don't use your phone. I don't want to wake up um, whoever's in the house. And I was like, who's in the house? And he's like, my grandmother. And I was like, wait, you live with your grandmother? And he's like, yeah, I help take care of her. And I was like, okay, like, (laughs) relax. So he opens the bulkhead and we go into the basement. And when I tell you, there is red paint. Not, it's not blood, it's paint. Red, blue, and yellow paint, like primary color paint everywhere. Everywhere. I was like, what am I walking into? He starts telling me, like, oh, I'm an artist. Like, I do paintings. And I'm like, oh, like, do you have, like, a portfolio? Like, a normal thing that you would ask an artist. And Sam goes on to say, like, no, like, I just do it for fun. And I'm like, oh, so do you, like, sell your paintings? And he's like, yeah. And I was like, oh, do you want to, like, show me some? And he's like, no. (laughs) I was like, okay, Picasso, cool. I don't like it. So this guy is just sitting in a chair and painting. Just just painting. He's he's listening to classical music. He has weird figurines. He has like a like a it looked like a taxidermy animal just hanging on the wall. I'm like, am I in Jeffrey Dahmer's lair right now? What where am I? Where what what am I doing? He has a bed that looks like it's a dog bed and it's like it's like pushed up against into the corner. And at this point most people would say, you know what? There's There's paint on the ground. There's a dead taxidermy animal. And you don't have a headboard on your bed or appropriate sheets. And it's it's not even in the center of the room. Like it's it's pushed in the corner, which tells me that you are emotionally and intellectually stunted. And why am I here? I should have I should have left. I should have left when he came out barefoot and looked like he was from the fucking Hunger Games. I should have left when there was no outside lights and he told me that I had to be quiet because I lived with his grandmother. And then I should have left when he paraded me into Jeffrey Dahmer's den. Like, I don't, I can't explain to you how stupid this shit is, but I, <laughs> I literally have never told a soul about this, by the way. Like, this is one of those things, like, it happened and I just, like, never never talked about it so we're kind of like hanging out he's done painting and he's like do you want to paint and I was like yeah sure and like he's like sticking my hand in like all these paints and shoving them onto the canvas and we're moving them around so I'm literally finger painting with this fucker I'm like this is the weirdest situation I ever got myself into but 
at no point was I scared. I just was, like, going with it because I just, like, did not give a fuck about my life at this point and was like, it's fine. Like, I'm just going to, I'm just going to go with it. I'm going to see what happens. If he kills me, then he kills me. So then he's like, do you want, do you want to go to sleep soon? And I was like, yeah, probably. Uh, who would sleep with this person? I, what? So we're laying in his bed. We're watching a movie. And for some reason, he starts putting on, I don't even remember what the movie was exactly, but it was like a horror movie, like a thriller horror movie. And I was like so uncomfortable. And at no point did any of the other things make me uncomfortable but this movie, which is the weirdest thing. Like this is how emotionally like gone I was. I just was like, nope, everything's gone. And I tell him, like, can you, like, change it to something else? And then he put on, like, a romantic comedy. And then he started getting, like, all, like, hypersexual with me. And I was like, um, Sam, I don't know how to tell you this. I was like, you're really good looking. Because he was. He was very good looking. But, like, I don't want to have sex with you. And he was like, what? He's like, why are you here? I was like... I don't know. I just was like kind of bored. And he was just like, what the fuck is wrong with this girl? So I literally spent the whole night, the whole night with him. I think I got there around at like one in the morning. I slept there, but I honestly probably slept with one eye open because I just like didn't trust this motherfucker. But I wasn't scared enough to like leave. I can't remember if we smoked weed, but we probably did. And I remember I had at some point I had to use the bathroom and I was like, can I use the bathroom? And he's like, oh, yeah, sure. I go into this motherfucker's bathroom and it is a it is a sink that is like that's like hovering you know it's like connected to the wall so it's like hovering it's the smallest toilet I've ever seen in my entire life like I don't I don't think this house has ever seen a remodel since like the 60s or the 70s like this place was like fucked and the tile was white tile on the ground white tile on the entire wall. It looked like somewhere where you would kill somebody and then just like scrub away the evidence. So as soon as I walked in, it was like just white porcelain like shoving into my eyes. I was like, OMG. That was scary. Nothing else was scary. The movie was scary. The bathroom was scary. That was it. Then I hear his grandmother like yelling down for him, Sam, Sam. And she's like, oh, he's like, oh, she needs me. She needs me. And I was like, oh my God. What did I get myself into? So while he was gone, I had gone I had gone to the bathroom. Then when I came back, he went upstairs to like help his grandmother with something. And I'm just like laying in his bed and I'm like, this is what my life has come to. This is what you've done to yourself. And I was thinking, I was like, should I just leave now like while he's gone? But then I was like, what if he is a crazy person and he like tackles me like into the ground like outside and there's no lights. But then I was like, I could hide. And this is like the casual conversations I'm just having with myself about what I could do in this situation, but fully aware that if he was to murder me, I would just be like, okay, whatever. Like, that's low. <laughs> like, that's low as fuck. So he came back. I think I ended up sleeping again with one eye open. And then the next morning, it was early. And I was like, I have to go. And I, I just remember, like, I had to go number two so badly. Like, you know, when your belly hurts, but, like, you're hanging out with a guy for the first time and you're like, I, like, am not doing that. Like, I will not take a shit in front of you at least the first time. Maybe the second time, but not the first time. Um... 
I should have just done it because it like if what would he have done? Like been like, oh my god, you shit at my house. Like that's so weird. Like I would have been like, dude, you're legit Jeffrey Dahmer's fucking love child. Like, don't talk to me. But yeah, I think I left the next morning when it was light out. He walked me to my car. No, oh my god, I just lied to you. We woke up and I was like, oh, I have to leave. And I remember I had to to shit really bad. And then he was like, Do you want to get a coffee with me? And I was like, um, I don't know. And he was like, come on, like, let's go to Dunkin' Donuts. So we're, he, we drive to Dunkin' Donuts together. He gets me a coffee. He actually pays for it, which I was shocked. I was like, this guy has money. That's weird. But I'm drinking it. And I'm like, wow, now I really have to shit. So I was like, okay, you can drive me back to my car now. And he's like, what's the rush? Like, why do you want to leave? And I'm like, I was like, I just like, don't feel good right now. Like I have to go. So he finally dropped me off in my car. I left. And that was pretty much the date. Like, I don't know what ended up happening after the fact. I think he texted me a couple times after that, and I just, like, didn't answer. And he's like, like, what happened? And I might have followed him on Snapchat, and he did one of those things where I – okay, so this is my thing with Snapchat, what you motherfuckers do who are highly emotional. You put a black screen on Snapchat, and you start writing text on it. Go seek help, because what you're saying to your audience – you need to be fucking sending directly to somebody else because nobody asked for it. Nobody asked for you to write on your black screen your emotional fucking insecurities and being like, oh my God, like I'm so sad right now. It's just, it's like the most attention-seeking stupid shit I've ever seen in my entire life. It's different if it has to do with your mental health. But even then, it's like you have to realize like that is not going to help your case to black screen on the fucking Snapchat app and writing I'm having such a bad day today and then you text or message that person and you're like why are you having a bad day and they like they open it and like don't respond and you're like go fuck yourself like literally go fuck yourself you're so stupid you're literally an abomination to the world because you are the equivalent of like the middle-aged woman who puts like her location on like at the hospital again and everyone's like thinking of you like I hope you're okay and they're and then they come back like sorry guys like everyone's been messaging me like just please respect my privacy nobody asked you to post anything about you being at the hospital and if you want privacy don't post it at all so that's like where I'm at with that I'm just kind of like whatever so I think I'm bringing that up because I'm pretty sure he wrote he did something some shit like that on um snapchat and I was like oh my god and he was just like wow everybody just leaves and abandons me and I'm like all right he is Jeffrey Dahmer so I just ended up blocking him I think on text on Snapchat and then I think I got rid of the dating app because I was like I'm done I have too too much low self-esteem I can't be doing this shit I'm putting myself in danger which I thought I think looking back now as a (laughs) fully functioning mature adult that I think I did that because I had so such low self-esteem like these cases where you see people who um go on dates with guys and like quote unquote put themselves in bad situations I am not a victim blaming type of a person at all like I'm a victim of domestic and sexual abuse I will never ever ever blame a victim of that because nobody should be doing that to you but sometimes when we're putting ourselves in situations it's one because we are we are experiencing some type of low self-esteem or if we don't really value our own lives, we will put ourselves in these situations that kind of boost this adrenaline rush. And I was doing that a lot. Like I did that a lot as a teenager. I would go on like late night drives by myself and just like put the 
put my fucking foot on the gas and be like, I don't give a fuck if I hit a tree. And it's one of those things where it's like, you once once you're older, it, you look back and you're like, I would never do some shit like that now. But I can see where that that sad, um, just lost human being was, and I can kind of applaud myself for you know being able to get out of those situations and not repeat the same mistakes that I did when I was younger, but also nurtured those parts of me because it took a lot of time for me to even care about myself and I think a lot of times people be like oh my god like she was so stupid to be doing that or we were so quick to victim blame but a lot of times well not a lot of times but there are some times that people do the things they do because they just don't value themselves anymore or they'll put themselves in these situations and they're not asking to get murdered or raped or killed or whatever the fucking case may be but a lot of times it's like one, it, they just don't give a fuck. Or two, like, they're just trying to have fun. Or three, they trust the people. It's just, there's so many reasons as to why. But for me, in this particular situation, I had very low self-esteem. And I kept putting myself in really compromising situations because I wanted to feel the thrill. I wanted to, I don't know, play with danger. And it was not a great place to be at. You know, it's kind of like the, the, uh, the thrill junkies or the adrenaline junkies when they like jump out of planes and do crazy shit. And like, granted, I am jumping out of a plane in June, but I'm not doing it because I don't value my life. I'm doing it because like, I want to feel something. I want to feel a rush and I want to do it in a controlled environment. I don't want to be that 19 year old who slapped my foot on the gas and was like, I can't wait to watch chaos unfold, you know? And you get to this point where you can still do really adventurous things, but you can do them in a safe way where you're not risking your life in the same ways that you were before. And I think another reason why I was so compelled to tell that story is because, one, I've never talked about that story in my entire life, and two, I thought it was kind of funny. Like, I literally hung out with Jeffrey Dahmer and Picasso's love child, and he just was... He was probably, like, the most, like, interesting weirdest person I've ever met in my entire life. He was like the redheaded version of Kanye West, basically. And but like on another level, like just a different level of I don't know, specialness. I just I just don't know. But yeah, I think when we're in low parts in our lives, we will do things we wouldn't normally do. And I've I've kind of distanced myself from people who who give me low self-esteem. I think that's another thing too is making sure that you're around people who don't who don't make you question yourself, who don't make you feel judged because when you're around people who judge you a lot, it tends to really affect your your self-esteem and you will do things and maybe you'll do things out of character and those are the same people you don't go to and tell about like your mistakes because you know you're just going to get the judgment the judgment from them you're just going to get the face of just disapproval and it's crazy the things we will do just to feel something so i think it's it's just crazy it's absolutely bonkers crazy but yeah, I I think it took a lot for me to get back on dating apps after that. It was I think after that I deleted the app and it took me like two or three more years to get back on the apps and I was like, "All right, maybe I can handle this. Maybe this is something that I could do again." But I was a lot more safer. If you're going to be on dating apps, the number one thing I can tell you is 
please swipe in mind knowing that these are all fucking strangers. Yeah, maybe there's a face to a name. Maybe there's a little bio, but these are all fucking strangers. You have no idea who these fucking people are. You're swiping and you're like, yeah, that guy's cute. It doesn't matter how cute they are. They, I I say if you're using a dating app, treat them all like they're fucking psychopaths. They're all murderers. And I do now, if I was to be on a dating app, which I'm not because I have a boyfriend, I would do like the background check. I would do the social media creeping. I would do a full everything. Meet them in a public setting. Do not, do not get in their car on the first date. Do not. It doesn't matter if they offer to drive you. Be like, nope, that's okay. I'm more comfortable with us meeting there. Send at least three to five people your location. And make sure at least two of those people are in a radius where that if you needed help, they could get you. And don't be afraid or feel stupid if you ever, for some reason, had to call 911 or you have to talk to a bartender or a server and be like, hey, like, this guy's very creepy. Like, is there any way you can help me, like, get out of here? Um, There are bartenders and servers that would totally help you. I mean, it hasn't happened to me. I'm in the restaurant industry. And I know for a fact if a guy got up from a table or even if a girl got up from a table and the girl and the guy that is sitting there is like, hey, my date is like crazy. Like they're creepy. They're this, they're that. I'd be like, all right, what do you want me to do? Do you want me to distract them? You can leave right now. Like whatever. I wouldn't even care. But it's just, it's a dating apps are fucking hard. I'm not going to lie. I was very on and off of them for different reasons. You know, sometimes you go on there because you're just looking. Sometimes you go on there because you're really searching for love and you're just like, I want someone to complete me. But don't, you know what? Don't go on dating apps if you have low self-esteem because it's going to make you feel worse. It's going to make you feel like shit. And it's not to say if you're having a hard time loving yourself that you have super low self-esteem because those could be like two completely different things. It's, It's more of like just not valuing who you are as a person and just being like whatever, like someone could throw me away like trash. Because I remember being in those situations and and going on dates with so many people. It was like a revolving door and feeling like, am I ever going to find anybody? Like, should I just let people treat me like shit? And then maybe I'll end up with the right the right person eventually. But you really got to value your fucking self and know that people have got to earn to have a spot in your life. But you don't, you shouldn't just be like, hey, like, yeah, if you want to sit at my table, like, come over here and sit down. Like, no, you need to earn and I need to trust you to be in my life. Don't make people jump through hoops, but like really analyze, like, is this person worth my time? And don't have the mentality of I'm never going to find anybody because you're really not going to with that with that mindset. Like me and my boyfriend are definitely not perfect. And we're still in this stage in our relationship where we're trying to figure each other out and we have our own traumas and our own triggers. And I will go through stages where like I don't even want him to touch me. And it's not because of him. It's because I have my own issues and sometimes he internalized those and thinks like, oh, she doesn't want me. She doesn't want me in that way. And it's just like, no, it's just me. Like I, I need space. I need time. And it's such a hard place to be at with dating. It really is. But I want you to know that 
when you start dating, try your very best to have as much self-esteem as possible before you start dating because you will pick better people rather than when you have low self-esteem. That's all I have to say. But if you're not fully at that place where you love yourself, that's totally fine because I think it's such bullshit when people are like, you can't love somebody until you love yourself because sometimes you don't even realize how much you love yourself until somebody loves you. And it takes a special type of person to love you through those moments in your life. So that's all I have to say. Um, yeah, I went on a date with Picasso and he was he was very strange. He was very weird. I can't remember if anything else happened, but I just remember the red hair, the tattoos and having to shit, the paint, the bathroom, the fucking taxidermy. I just what a what a ride. What a wild fucking ride. But if you like stories like this, let me know. I'm sure I can think of more for next week for story time Saturday. But tomorrow is Sunday Scaries, and we're going to just, you know, we're going to have a fun time. That episode's probably going to go up very late, though, because I am working a double tomorrow. So definitely going to be a late one. But I hope you guys have a great rest of your night. I have a, hope you have a great weekend. And I will catch you on the flip side. Until next time. Bye. Bye.